right? We got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. F that. You don't got time to say. All right? Let's go. Break it. Break it. Let it cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. And hey, lots sorry. to talk about today. I was going to say a little, little more delayed than my, I'm used to there. Listen, my bad. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I forgive doing you. Doing a lot of stuff. I forgive you. You are doing a lot of stuff. And I always appreciate all the lot of stuff that you're doing. <laughs> uh, we will have uh, five episodes of RCST Trivia on today's edition of the show. So the first one's going to be around 340, 345. Then we'll have a couple more in the 4 o'clock hour. Kevin Flaherty will join us at 4.40, then a couple more in the 5 o'clock hour. We are out a smidge early today at 5.50, at least as of now. Who knows if the weather will change things up. But for uh, some KU baseball action, they're on the road against Wichita State with pregame at 5.50 and first pitch scheduled for 6 o'clock. Um, so off the top here, I want to talk a bit, a little transfer portal stuff for KU. Uh, there's some Jalen Tyson news. We'll get to that in our next segment. But right off the top here, I want to talk about Arterio Morris. We've talked, had several segments talking about Arterio here over the last few weeks of the show. He had his visit last week with KU. Yeah. Um, originally, there was some word that he was going to be committing in two weeks. And that was like a couple days ago. Yes. And then... His handler took to Twitter yesterday. I think he said on an Instagram live in two days, but that was yesterday, so that would imply Thursday. But then his handler <laughs> went on to Twitter yesterday and said Friday at five. So that's what we're going with. Friday at five is okay. when he's going to make the announcement. Are we sure? I no, I am not sure. I am not one hundred percent sure. Would it shock you if it's like, oh, actually, we moved it? You know, two hours. Sorry, delayed. Uh, nonetheless, I, I will say this is interesting for a couple noted. Uh, I don't know if, if this term rings as much for people who are just, like if you're just, I don't know, uh, a non-media person, I guess would be the way of putting it. Uh, for media people, you'll hear the term used all the time of news dump. What that means, a news dump, is something where it's like, it's not during the news day, yep. it's after news hours to where... You're not going to have all your staff ready to go on time to be like, hey, let's dig into this. Let's ask yes. questions about this. What's up with that? Right. It's it's on a Friday at five o'clock. You get yes. off work at Friday at five. Uh, the weekend's ahead. You're not thinking about, you know, all, all this sort of stuff. And then boom. And boom, there's the and, and a lot of times or like even I mean, with the 24 hour news cycle now, it's more like it'll be like the middle of the night. Yes. Yes. Like, like I remember this was like a week ago, I think, when there was that when we had the discussion about the A's possibly window. Possibly moving to Las Vegas at yeah, like eleven like midnight, right? at like eleven p.m. on like a Tuesday. They were, the A's were like, "We published yes. a statement regarding what we're doing with Las Vegas," and it was like, "Dude, it's it's like middle of the night. What do you what?" It's basically a way for a company or an organization or a person, whatever, to get out information. Yes, without being scrutinized exactly as much. Like there, there'll be less focus on it because. Plus, also this Friday, what else is going on? The NFL draft. A lot of people are going to be talking about that. Yes. 
I don't know if this is actually like one of those news dump things, but I do think it's interesting with Arterio Morris, his past, his background, the off the court stuff that we've talked about as, as hesitating, that yeah. that is the time he is committing. Now, that is the normal time that a lot of kids would commit. So it might just be happenstance, now, but I do think that is interesting. Okay. The other interesting thing I found about this is, as far as I've seen, I don't think Arterio Morris ever put out like an official final schools list. I don't think he? he did either. But I, I, he's only visited KU and DePaul. Yes. So. Uh, you would assume that at least those two would be on the list. Yeah, there there seems to be some interest from UCF. It sounded like they were going to have a visit, but it didn't happen. So I guess there's interest there. But if the visit didn't happen, you know, why would he be committing there? Ole Miss, I think, is is somebody who was seen as a... Uh, with the Chris Beard connection. Yeah, you have the Chris Beard connection. Um, I guess you have the off-the-court connection, allegedly, with, with some stuff there. Um, so I, I think you would almost assume it's probably one of KU or DePaul. Um, I think... You would ask certain people, and maybe yesterday, like KU, it seemed like that was going to be the notion. You ask some people today, they would say DePaul is going to be the notion. I'll just say, I don't know. It could be anybody. And I think we went into the Nick Timberlake, like it was that same thing. Like some people were like, oh, it's going to be KU. Other people were like, it was UConn. Well, let's just wait and see. And it ended up being KU. We will wait and see. I have no idea what's going to happen with Arterio Morris. I do think, though, um, it's interesting to circle back to the idea of. Would Bill Self, would this staff, would KU feel comfortable enough bringing him on with everything with else? With the off-court stuff, with everything else, on. yes. Yeah. And I think if, if he does come into the program, he immediately comes in on strike two. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. isn't a situation where it's like it's a clean slate. If this guy does something like even small that gets him suspended off the court, it's, you know, he'll get another strike. He'll get another yeah. chance. With with Arterio Morris, if he winds up at your next school, and even if it's something not nearly to the level of the off the court stuff right now, even if it's something small, that and listen, you might be out of strikes. We've highlighted it. That's obviously a big risk for Kansas from a variety of reasons. First of all, just from a PR standpoint, just mm-hmm. from like a program standpoint, it would be tough to kind of clarify that. But also just on the basketball court, I mean, we've talked about it consistently. KU's already planning, quote-unquote, to have their scholarship reduction this season down to 12, and if you bring in a transfer who you're hoping is going to be a high-impact guy, and then ultimately you have to suspend him or whatever, or due to, you know, the more whatever happens with the off-the-court stuff, it turns out he can't even play, you've, you now you've wasted another scholarship on a guy that otherwise you might have gone out and, like, let's say, let's say you're between Arterio Morris and Primo Spears, and you get Morris, but then everything, you know, whatever happens or it comes out to where he's unable to play. Maybe you probably you probably would have wished you had Primo Spears at that point. Mm-hmm. At least you would have had a warm body on the court, right? So there's there's a lot to factor in here, and we talked about the visit and how maybe during the course of that visit it was more of a hey we need to get a read on what's going on here and figure out exactly from Morris himself about kind of what the situation is in terms of what's going on with him off the court and uh, and again I it, you know if if KU is okay with that, then we'll see. But yeah, it does. It certainly seems like these last couple of days have been pretty fluid for Kansas in terms of who they're targeting and what they're looking for. Right? Obviously, you still have Hunter Dickinson uh, floating around out there. Uh, you have the Jalen Tyson stuff, which we'll get into, and then of course Morris and Spears as well. So, uh, it, at this point in the game, it does seem like KU was kind of narrowed in on three, four, maybe five guys specifically. Well, right now, if everything stands. Firm, they're only going to have two roster, two scholarship spots to get yeah. out. 
So, and, you know, unless unless Kyle Cuff, that decision comes out at some point soon, or maybe with the, if the Chris Johnson stuff, there was some smoke there, maybe that comes, that something happens with that. But right now they only have two options. And certainly if you're Kansas, as of right now, today, you are holding one of those spots for Hunter Dickinson. Yeah. So you yeah, basically I mean, only have one spot right now. That's certainly a very interesting ripple effect of all this. Like you said, yeah. uh, you might only have a certain number. Now, uh, this stuff about tends Harrison to work Ingram out. Speeding things up. Now here's Morris, who right. was going to commit two weeks. Two weeks from now, all of a sudden he wants to commit this week. What does that mean? And that shakes up probably everything that KU was kind of maybe planning. Yeah, I mean, I, I think from a timeline standpoint, you could argue with yourself that this the the connecting of dots, them moving it up would mean he like can you be more likely or less likely like yeah from the, I, I don't know i think you could argue it both ways yeah like the less likely side you could be like well he's moving it up ku probably is in a situation where they're comfortable waiting and being like hey we want to see what comes out from yeah the actual you know court date or whatever and uh, also we've talked about it i mean they've because of hunter dickinson they basically just been slow playing everybody right, else anyways right but you could also say that it would maybe make it more likely because what if it was like, well, okay, you had the visit last week. They were and slow playing, and then they decided, hey, we actually want you. We want you, and then he went on these other visits, and KU was like, I thought you were serious about us. And he was like, well, you know what? You're right. I'll cancel my other visit to UCF. Boom, I'll come to you, right? Like You yeah. could make you could make the case either way. Yes, you could definitely go both ways. Because you could also say, let's say KU was slow playing it, and Morris is kind of waiting on KU and whatever, and then KU goes, you know what? No, we're done. And then Morris is like, okay, well, then I'm going to move. I was waiting on you guys to decide if you wanted me. Now I'm going to, since you don't want me, I'm going to move up my commitment. So you could definitely, you could easily talk yourself into either direction of what that means. And obviously, I guess on Friday at 5, we'll we'll find out what the decision is with that. And, and that will certainly cause a ripple effect for Kansas because if he does pick KU, that gives you another guard, but... That means you're going to be kind of thin at the wing position, right? Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to be seeing a lot more of Timberlake at the three. You're probably going to see, be seeing a lot more uh, of smaller guard lineups with multiple small guards out there. Whereas if he goes the other way, then maybe you're looking at Tyson. Obviously, you still have Hunter Dickinson. Like, it's it's definitely a, a very interesting time period. And and I, I, I'm curious what you think about this because – you know, we spent like three weeks every day coming on and being like, well, no news. Well, no commitments. Nothing's <laughs> happening. Yeah. And now it's all kind of just coming to a boil right now. And I, I wonder if that's kind of a, a good thing for Kansas, if that's how they wanted it, or if this is kind of a situation where it's so fluid that maybe – because, I mean, it's over this past week, if you're if you're Kansas, and regardless of who you really want, if, who your top targets are if you're Kansas, there's been a lot of pieces – a lot of moving pieces over the past week and a half. And if you're Kansas, if you've misstepped in one of those positions, you know, you end up not getting the guy you want or whatever, right? I mean, you look at like Harrison Ingram, that situation. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if I don't know if this is how Kansas wanted it to play out or not, because you've now got it to where literally in the past six days, week or so, there's been guys moving visits, guys canceling visits, guys having visits, guys all this other stuff that the staff has to try to keep up with. Yeah, and I'm honestly not that worried with the scholarship count, to be honest, because I, I think there are enough ways with what you talked about, whether it would be a Kyle Cuff, Chris Johnson, some other freshman, or um, you know, just doing the kind of pay for an extra scholarship type of way that I think there's enough ways of finagling that if a kid wants to commit, you take it, and then you figure out the rest from later. Um, I think that, to me, though, I, again, I go back to the off-the-court stuff, and... 
I'm like, well, is that worth it? Like, the potential there is very good. He would be a very good guard for KU, really good potential, Bill Self-type guard, good defender, good size, probably grows into being a better shooter and everything. If you go on the Bart Torvik roster cast and you add Arterio Morris to the KU roster, we talked yesterday about adding, uh, was it Primo, Primo Spears, Spears, and it went yeah. from 9 to 19. <laughs> that wasn't ideal. If you add Arterio Morris, they go from 9 to 9. And I get that that that's based on his freshman numbers. And yeah. You're probably yeah. not projecting enough like projection of what he could become. Ideally, I, I get that. But just well, just and, in a vacuum, if I were to say, "Hey, here's a player that doesn't make you that much better, but has all this off the court stuff." Oh, and you're also recruiting mm-hmm. these other guards who are combo guards like Primo Spears or Jaden Bradley, who in certain areas might be better or the same, or in other areas are, are worse, but maybe aren't overall like that different. Yeah. You really have to go for this guy. Well, and we've talked about it with with Morris. Uh, I guess we haven't really talked about this specifically, but you know, he didn't play a ton at Texas partly because he was stealing without the court stuff and also because Texas had a lot of really really talented guards. And so you're right, his numbers don't jump off the page, but the general consensus is that he will be good with right. more with more minutes. But, but I guess like there's no guarantee of that. For me, I'm like, okay, I see a guy like Jaden Bradley, and I don't know how much KU is actually pushing for Jaden Bradley. He might be speeding up with other people. I I don't know. But for instance, you have the, the same idea. Jaden Bradley was like the number 25, 26 recruit in the country coming in. Morris was like 16. You have two like four or five star guys that in the case of Bradley, he actually got more playing time, more starts with the number one overall team in the country in Alabama. But both, you know, were, were kind of um, secondary players on their team as freshmen who both have really good athleticism, good size at about 6'3 with good potential. But one of them doesn't come with the tag of the off the court stuff. So if that's the type of guy you want, just go get Jaden Bradley. Yeah, yeah. I mean that makes sense. I mean, you know, I I I think it's a, I think it's an interesting situation for Kansas, and it's all going to come to an end here by mm-hmm. Friday. So we'll know at that point. Well, I I do think it's interesting. If okay, let's say so. Obviously, if he does pick KU at that point in time, like they're not bringing on Primo Spears or like a Jaden Bradley, right? Like no. at that point, you would have no. your, your four guards a fifth with Kyle Cuff, right? Yes. If he does not pick KU, let's say he goes to DePaul. At that point, do you feel like it's more likely that KU would land Primo Spears or a Jaden Bradley, or do you feel like that would just go elsewhere? I think they would just. I think they would just go elsewhere. I think they would just go elsewhere. I mean, it really sounds like like a wing or something. Yeah, I. Re- I mean, it really sounds like you know with with El Marco, there's some pretty high expectations there. You have Timberlake, who is kind of that two slash maybe three if you need to guy. Obviously, you have Dewan, who's going to be playing thirty five minutes a game at least, probably. So, uh, I mean, listen, Spears is out there, obviously, as as sort of the fallback guy, which we talked we talked about that with Spears yesterday, where he it's pretty clear that he is a guy that is on KU's radar as a potential. I don't. I think last stitch option is a bit harsh, <laughs> but you know, a guy that's on the radar is somebody who, if other things fall through, they might go after him. But I, I don't think if they, I don't think if they. Let me see if I can phrase this correctly. If they don't get Morris, I don't think that guarantees they'll get Spears. Does that make sense? Yes. So if they it don't just, get Morris, I don't, just think that, I don't think that means, okay, we're immediately getting Spears. Yeah, it, it doesn't mean they're, they're getting Spears. It just doesn't eliminate Spears. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Whereas if they get Morris, Spears is definitely not coming at that point. Right. 
right, uh, we're going to take a time out here. There's some other uh, news as Jalen Tyson will be visiting this weekend for KU. Let's discuss that next. We got plenty of RCST trivia throughout the show. Five episodes of uh, trivia throughout today's edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Kevin Flaherty will join us at 440, again out at 550 with uh, first pitch scheduled for six between Kansas and Wichita State on the baseball diamond down in Wichita. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk. This is FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Welcome back in. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. We will get to some RCST trivia after this. And uh, we have five RCST trivias coming at you on today's edition of the show. Kevin Flaherty. Hey, Derek, how many are we going to have on Friday? Six. What? I know. The five was Six. a lot. Wait for that. <laughs> trivia Friday here on uh, Rock Chalk Sports Talk. It's crazy. After today, we'll be a third of the way through the first round. So then we have two tomorrow and six on Friday. Yeah. So that what? That that should get us close to halfway, right? That'll get us past halfway. That'll get That's us halfway. to uh, 19. So we'd only have 13 oh. next week, which I intentionally, we, we put more in the first week because hypothetically, if we have to push anything back, it gives us more. Yeah. Availability. Scheduling issues. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the big news of the day for KU basketball beyond Arterio Morris announcing on Friday is Jalen Tyson. He is slated to visit Kansas. It's according to Jayhawk Slant. I think a bunch of different websites and stuff had it. Uh, Jalen Tyson is going to be visiting Kansas on Friday. I think Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports, reported that he's going to go Friday through Sunday. So... Um, a weekend visit, this is something of interest for a couple of reasons. One, you look at his like 24-7 page, and there were a couple crystal ball picks for picking him to Cal, Cal already, who is yeah. who he just visited. He's uh, good friends with his former teammate, Fardos Amak, uh, one of the assistant coaches who was a big reason or, or had a good relationship with the Tech, is now at Cal, I believe, and that's a big reason why the relationships and the opportunity that he would have there that, you know, you go to and Cal. Listen, I mean, Cal was a... Cal was a bad team. Very bad. Really, one of the worst teams in but they have a new coach. college basketball. Roster, they're going to have opportunity, right? right? Exactly. Like, come in, you can Cal basketball, game. it's almost, their argument would almost be like the old KU football argument, where it's like, hey, <laughs> you can play right we away. sucked, but you can come in and play and, and potentially be like, you know, a big man on campus, even if we're not that good, just because we've been bad. Yeah. Not yeah. the same level, I guess, but you get the idea. Yeah. So, uh, it's at least of note because... You have a chance, I think is what this says. If he doesn't visit Kansas, then everybody's thinking, okay, of course he's going to Cal. Like, he's refusing to visit Kansas. Yeah. The fact that they actually set up the visit doesn't guarantee you that you're going to get him or anything, but you would like to think, once he gets in the building, sees the facilities are a lot better here than at Cal. <laughs> uh, once he sees a lot of the stuff that is going to be better here, I would imagine from an NIL perspective, KU would have more than Cal, a, a program yeah. that consistently struggles to get uh, donors to get super interested and like fans to get super interested in their sports. Yeah, this um, to me feels like a situation where if if KU really really wants Tyson, they should be able to to reel him in uh, if if they really want him, right? Yeah, the but only again, thing this, that would prevent but, it is the relationships. Like it, yeah. sometimes you can't overcome that. Yes. So this is where the timing of it going back to the Arturo Morris discussion becomes really interesting because if you, if Morris commits and you're still holding that one scholarship for Hunter Dickinson. Okay, then I guess you need somebody's got to leave, right? Whereas mm-hmm. if you don't get Morris, maybe Tyson might be your best next best option besides uh, besides Primo Spears. So the the timing of it is definitely interesting when it coincides with the Morris situation uh, that they're able to get this visit. But yeah, I mean it makes sense. Listen, if Bill Self calls you, regardless of how many crystal ball picks you have to wherever the hell you're going, if Bill Self calls you and says, "Hey, 
Come visit Kansas. Are you saying no? No. You're saying, yeah, sure, why not? I'll be on the plane tomorrow morning. <laughs> See you then. Hang it up. That's it. Yeah. No, it makes sense. <laughs> right? I mean, like you said, you, you brought up the name that I couldn't remember. It's Rajon Tucker, right? Yeah, Rajon Tucker. From last yep. week. That At the very least, you just be a, visit. a legend rolled of the in, hawk. Rolled so into so the speak. hawk for yeah. literally 20 hours. I don't think he ever <laughs> left the hawk. Straight back on his plane. Yeah. See ya. And committed elsewhere. I, mean, I think he went to like the NBA or something. I don't remember. No, didn't he go to... No, that was Hampton. What Was he Was he a guy that was going to be considering uh, playing on Australia too, I think? Because Hampton was the one that went to Australia. Yeah, he went to... I, I think Tucker ended up like committing elsewhere and then like deciding he was just going to stay in that draft. <laughs> and then he ended up being like on the Milwaukee like G League team or something. I could be wrong with that. That is just a wild story. I would actually like to find this out. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, at the very least, of course you take that. But that gives you a chance if you're Kansas because you have all those resources, because yeah. you have all these things. So yeah, I mean, he uh, Tucker started his career at Florida Gulf Coast, then transferred to Arkansas Little Rock, blah, blah, blah. Tucker left the program with intention of joining a higher level program as a graduate transfer while also declaring for the draft. He committed to Memphis over Auburn, West Virginia, Kansas, and Iowa State. However, Tucker ultimately decided not to pull out of the draft and pursue. So he just did all these visits and, and probably partied at all these schools just for the fun of it. Which, you know, more power to you. More power to you if that's what you want to do. I mean, Jalen Tyson, though. A free trip to the Jayhawk Cafe. Yeah, sure. Turn that one down. Jalen Tyson would be such a perfect fit for this team. Yes. Yes, yes. I absolutely. mean, you're talking about a wing, so yeah. boom. You're looking for wings. You're looking for wing minutes, check mark. Uh, good length. He's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, yep. you know, good enough. Yep. Um, can maybe play some at the four. I think ideally you're playing him at the two or three, but like He's if you're in a pinch. solid shooter. Yeah, if you're in a pinch, you average six rebounds per game. Yep. Solid enough shooter, pretty 40%. Shooter. Wasn't super high volume, three and a half tries per game, but that's like more than some other guys you were looking at at the wing, like a Harrison yep. Ingram, and obviously the 40% really good. He's also known for being a like good spot-up shooting numbers. That was in his profile. It wasn't just like this was uncharacteristic. Great for defender also. High. Yeah, really good defender on a really good uh, Texas Defensive Tech program. Team. Well, Texas Tech typically really good defensive oh, not yeah, as yeah. good last year, but yeah. Um, yeah, he was a really good defender for that team. He fills all these check marks, and also a guy that you don't have to worry about being like high usage of like, oh, is he going to be a chucker? Is he going to? Yes, know? I do think could it's funny. easily be like a Kevin McCuller type. Yeah, player, I think, and I think that with, has to help with, you with that, the potential for better shooting. Though, yeah, that Kevin came from Texas Tech, he can vouch for them. I don't know if they ever would have interacted uh, in his time at, at Lubbock. Um, it would be like Texas Tech at this point probably already hates Kansas, but like, oh my gosh. Well, we talked about this earlier this year. Tech is just like, they just hate everything. They're number one on right? hating everything. Yeah. yeah they're, it's not that they hate Kansas. They just kind of hate Which, everything. Listen, you're in not, West right. Texas. It's hot. There's, it sucks. There's nothing out there. I mean, I don't They just I, get mad at a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, they would be so mad at Kansas if they got another Texas Tech transfer. Yeah. yeah. I wonder. I wonder why all of a sudden we're starting to see more interconference transfers, like not just in the Big Twelve but in other conferences. Like, I guess what changed to where that's like cool now? Well, I think in the past coaches had the ability to basically block to be like, you can't transfer in conference. I don't know if they can still do that or not, but I think because the portal has become more rampant, like is it because NIL? Like now with that, being I think it has more to do thing, with the free transfer rule too. Yeah. I think it has to do with the free because in the past again like coaches dude, eight, would be like, like like up until like five years ago it was like you would never right. go in conference. Well, again, like in the past, coaches could be like you can't transfer in conference as part of this. Otherwise, I'm not signing off on it, and then you're not going to be immediately eligible. You're going to have to sit out a year. But now because there is the one time blanket waiver transfer, you can go wherever. And I think that 
because you can go wherever. A lot of times for guys in their own conference, they like if you're playing against Kansas and you come down Field House and you see the sold out crowd, you yeah. see all the great facilities you and stuff. You're like, man, a little bit maybe or something. Yeah, it'd be awesome to play here. Yeah, you're right. Like that has to matter a little bit. Oh, um, for sure. So I think that is interesting. Now, as far as the scholarship stuff goes, this becomes to what you were talking about earlier. You have to do a little bit of scholarship math, scholarship struggle. Let's say Artaria Morris picks KU on Friday night as Tyson has his recruiting visit. And you're like, oh, we have one scholarship left for Hunter Dickinson. At that point, you have to start getting creative with what you're going to do. Yeah. 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 Again, either, there's options. You know, and the guys have until May 11th to, to enter the portal and. The Kyle Cuff discussions sound like they're still continuing to be ongoing. You had the Chris Johnson little, I guess, incident. I don't really even know what to call it. <laughs> Deleted like all the <laughs> references to KU on his social media, I think. Yeah, so I don't I don't really know what to think of that. So you still have the possibility of maybe opening up a few spots there if you feel like that's the route you want to go if you're Kansas. Uh, so there are, there are some options. But I think maybe what might help some KU fans rest a little bit easier is that Within the next like three or four days, you are going to have a lot more clarity on what KU's roster is going to look like, which I feel like that's kind of the biggest source of anxiety for, mm-hmm. for fans. It's like, oh, who's going to be on the team? Burr, 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 burr. You know, okay, well, by Friday evening or over the weekend, I think you're going to have a lot, much more clear vision of most of what Kansas is going to look like. Yeah, I feel like in the next couple of weeks, we'll, we, yeah, like you said, we'll have a much better idea. Let me ask you this, because we we talked about this the other day. Okay. Who's going to, I think it was a mailbag question, who's going to lead Kansas in, in scoring? Obviously, oh. if they land Hunter Dickinson, yeah. he's the answer. Yeah. Let's say you don't have Hunter Dickinson. Let's say you do land Jalen Tyson. Okay. It's just funny to me because that goes back in the list of, well, he could average 11, 12 per game, and then yep. you just end up with like five or six guys <laughs> like that. No, but definitely. at that point, yeah, would I mean, he yeah. be the project, projected answer? I guess I don't know. I mean, we. I think we, part of that discussion, you know, it, would it be crazy if DeJuan averages fourteen a year, fourteen a game this year? Like I wouldn't expect too, it, but that I don't crazy? think it's crazy. Like I, I could see him averaging twelve and seven. And if we're getting to twelve, it's, like what's could he get Marco to fourteen? He's a freshman. You know, what, I don't know. What's, Marco, what's could, his what's his ceiling? Right, his ceiling fifteen points a game. Are we not giving enough credit in this? Who's going to lead the team in scoring race to Nicholas Timberlake? I just don't know if he's going to play enough. That's the thing. It's Is the defense going to make thought, him only you know play 15, 20 minutes say? a game? I thought you were going to say Ernest. No, I was not going to say Ernest. What if he just breaks out and is like just this Yudoka Azubuki type just dunk machine? I mean, I guess. I just have a hard time. Like, to go from... Like, dude, if you give him like six lobs a game and he's just <laughs> That's so many, dunking though. everything. That's so many. There's just not the offensive skill overall there on on the post. Maybe that that's does true. improve. No, that's but true. I don't know. That's a big jump to take. I mean, you'd have to he'd have to literally get like ten dunks a game. All right, let's say oh, so hypothetically, Hunter Dickinson not there. Jalen Tyson is. Here's my betting odds for who leads the team in scoring at that point in time. And there still okay. would be another scholarship to fill with somebody else. Sure. The favorite would be Jalen Tyson. I barely think so. I guess. Slightly, like, he'd be like plus two hundred. Okay. Dewan Harris would be like plus two fifty. I would probably take Dewan. KJ Adams would be like plus three hundred. KJ's interesting because again, he could just be an elite driver and he scores thirteen a game. And <laughs> if you have five guys averaging between eleven and thirteen, yeah. barely I mean, I think out, that's right? probably what would happen. Yeah. And then Nicholas Timberlake for me would be like six to one. And Marco Jackson would be a five to one, six to one. Mm, yeah. Good to get some. That's some pretty good odds on El Marco. I feel. Like. I want to ask Kevin who he thinks would lead the team. We'll, we'll do that with later. No hundred four forty. Yeah, with no hundred Dickinson. Because I, I by just the think way, that's a wild enough question. Which, by the way, there's as far as we know, probably nothing happening with Dickinson this weekend. No, probably not. 
I think he's Villanova or uh, visiting Villanova. Were you about to say Villanova? Villanova visiting. Yeah. <laughs> he's Villanova this weekend. Yeah, he's Villanova visiting university. Yeah. He was Kansas last weekend. <laughs> he's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Back to RCST trivia. Coming up next, we have our first of five matchups. Uh, the first is going to feature a 215 between Andrew Filer and our 15 seed Skinnerd Weininger. Uh, apologies ahead of time. Some of the audio was a little echoey. This is the only one today where it's like that. So uh, I hope just deal with it. I'm sorry. All right. RCST. We'll uh, be back next. If you thought yesterday was fun, we had four matchups of RCST trivia. Guess what? We got five today. One up in that. I'm looking forward to it. Should be a fun day here. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. You're listening to RCST Trivia on Rock Chalk Sports Talk, FM 1017, 1320 KLWN, or klwn.com, the KLWN app, or on the best of RCST podcast. Plenty of ways to tune into the show. And uh, so five matchups on today's action. Our first matchup is going to be our 215 matchup between Andrew and Skinner. We already saw one two seed get upset yesterday to a 15. We had a 15 make the grade eight last year. Could we have another one? We are brought to you by Johnny's Tavern, Pella Windows and Doors, River at Print and Skate, 23rd Street Brewery, Mini Jerseys, Jayhawk Trophy, Homefield Apparel, Sporting KC2, McDonald's, and Mr. D's Auto Wash. Did you know in 2023, Johnny's Tavern is celebrating its 70th anniversary? That's good news for you because they're going to be having all sorts of specials at your local Johnny's throughout the year. Stay tuned for more details about a 70th anniversary celebration, too, at the original location in North Lawrence, where you can be part of the neighborhood porch. And, of course, there's now 13 locations of Johnny's to be your local Johnny's, from the Topeka to the newest store in Raymore, Missouri. You can eat the Nuke Lelouch pizza, have the buffalo chicken dip, maybe the Wilson wings, anything in between with Johnny's Tavern. All right, with that being said, like I said, they set the stage. We had a, a two-seed get upended by a 15 yesterday. Could we have back-to-back 15 over twos, you know, like we did back in, I don't know if it was back-to-back exactly, but in 2012, you had two two-seeds go down. You had Missouri lose to Norfolk State. You had Duke lose to Lehigh. Could that be this year's edition of RCST Trivia? Let's find out with our next matchup. So we have a 215 matchup. Andrew Filer, who is our two-seed here out of the Johnny Stavern region, 33-6 uh, and six all-time in answering questions. 6-3 and three in matchups. You've made two great eights, and this year looking to make it a round further. This is our bottom right region, by the way. Our 15 seed is Skinner Weininger, who is uh, making his trivia debut. So uh, always nice to see some uh, new players in this event every year. Andrew, let's start with you. You've made two great eights here. Um, obviously, that's great success, but I'm sure you're feeling like you want to get over the hump this year. What is it going to take to make that phenomenal four? I, I guess, honestly, like they say, until the tournament, it's a little bit of skill, a little bit of luck. Um, I've run into two people in the grade eight. I, I think I lost a a champion, I think I lost a, a champion one year and maybe a final or a, the loser of the championship another year. So, you know, just got to get that one question over the hump, see what I can do. And Skinner, this is your trivia debut. Uh, how would you classify your KU basketball fandom? I know nothing. <laughs> well, I can't tell if he's sandbagging or if he actually doesn't know anything. So we're going to find out. Um, uh, that's it, that's Skinner, it. Skinner. You are the lower seeds. seeds. You have the option. the option. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? Second. Second. All right. All right. Second, second it is, is for Skinner. Skinner. All right. That means, right. Andrew, Andrew, you're up you're first. first. We will start in the really easy ca- uh, category, uh, category of things. 
And uh, uh, first up for you, into the really easy call, and Andrew. Name a Kansas player from the 2022 team. Ochai Abaji. That is correct. Ochai Abaji from that 2021 to 22 team. He was a national player of the year candidate. All right, Skinner, your first question. Name a Kansas player from the 2018 Final Four team, so the 2017-18 team that made the Final Four. Devontae Graham. That is right. Devontae Graham is a correct answer. Okay. So we're moving up to the easy round. 1-0. Good start for both of you guys. Back to you, Andrew. What Pac-12 school did Kansas lose to in the 2017 Elite Eight? Uh, Oregon. Oregon is the correct answer. That was a disappointing one in the Sprint Center that lots of KU fans remember with a very memorable, fun team, but unable to get to that Final Four. Skinner, this one for you. What Big East school did Kansas lose to in the 2018 Final Four? Repeat the question. What Big East school did Kansas lose to in the 2018 Final Four? How much time I got left? Yeah, 12 seconds. 10. Five seconds. Villanova. Villanova is the correct answer. Making us go on pins and needles at the end there, but you knew it. You got it. All right, Villanova, the correct answer. That also not a very fun one for a different reason. That was just uh, mashed from the beginning. Okay, on to the medium rounds. Back to you, Andrew. Trying to avoid being the second straight two seed to lose in the first round. No pressure. All right, Andrew, in the 1997 Sweet 16 game against Arizona, Rafe LaFrance was one of four Jayhawks with four fouls. Name one of the other three players who reached four fouls. God. Man, I... I don't know for sure, but I'm just going to say Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is not a correct answer. The correct answers were Jock Vaughn, you, know, you got in foul trouble. Um, you had Ryan Robertson get in foul trouble. That one would be a little less known. And then the one that was very known, I think Scott Pollard fouled out. Fouled out, yeah. I don't know why I didn't think about him. Oh. All right. Skinner, you got a chance to pull a uh, 15 over 2 upset for our second straight matchup here. All right, Skinner. What? What? Would that be a coup? I'm sorry? A coup? A coup, C-double-O, if I pulled the upset. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, Skinner. In the 2017 Elite Eight against Oregon, two Jayhawks reached three or more fouls. Name one of them. How much time I got? <laughs> 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Please repeat, Please repeat the question. 
In the 2017 Elite Eight against Oregon, two Jayhawks reached three or more fouls. Name one of them. You have seven seconds. Landon Lucas. Landon Lucas is incorrect. The correct answers were Sviatoslav Mikhailuk. He had three, and Josh Jackson was the notable one there with four. So Pollard was the notable one from the first one. Jackson, the notable one from the second one. That's all right. We keep going. We got a fun Ooh. one. Andrew certainly was feeling the pressure there. I think he knew the answer there, and he uh, I was worried. Yeah, I was angry. That's right. All right, we'll stick in the medium round. We'll stick in the medium round. Uh, back to you, uh, Andrew. Back to you, Andrew. Kansas, Kansas fell in the second round of the 2000, 2000 NCAA, NCAA tournament, tournament to what one seed, one seed out, of out of the ACC, 69 to 64? It was Duke. Duke is the correct answer. That was a game that Kansas was up in the last couple minutes and uh, just couldn't come through with the huge upset there. All right, Skinner, back to you. Chance to move us up to the hard round. Kansas, Kansas won, won their 2002 Elite Eight game, 104 to 86, over what Pac-12 opponent or Pac-10 opponent at the time? Excuse me. Oregon. Oregon is the correct answer. Yeah, that's the Elite Eight. I know Kansas lost the 2017 to Oregon, but they did get them in 2002. That was a fun game, high scoring, 104 to 86. All right, three and one for both of you guys. We're gonna move up to the hard round. Back to you, Andrew, letting this one out. Andrew, what is the furthest that Marcus Garrett ever made it in the NCAA tournament? Um, he got to the final four. He did get to the final four. He was a freshman on that final four team. Some people forget because he wasn't as big of a role player on that team. He still played 19 minutes per game, but wasn't a starter or anything. So that is the correct answer. All right, Skinner, pressure's on now. Andrew hits a hard question. Hard one back to you. Skinner, what is the furthest that Nadir Tharp ever made it in the NCAA tournament? That is incorrect, unfortunately. Nadir Tharp was a youngster on that national title team that made it to the championship game and was a runner-up. And then uh, I believe next year made it to the Sweet 16 would have been his second best appearance. So in the end, Andrew, you come through with a tight victory into the hard round here. Uh, I guess take me through the emotions, the ups and downs, the roller coasters going through today's event. Um. I very much, I, Paul Pierce just popped in my head and I, I knew Scott Pollard fouled out, right? As you said, I was like, yeah, Scott Pollard definitely fouled out of that game. Uh, and then his question, I thought he was going to nail it and I thought I was done. thought I was done for, but that's a little bit of luck sometimes, I guess. That's all, that's all you're going to get, so. Well, you're surviving advanced Skinner. Meanwhile, uh, you said coming into this, you know nothing, but you, you did pretty well here. You almost upset a two seed. Uh, I, I feel like you got to be pretty happy with your first trivia performance. Almost don't count in horseshoes and parachuting. <laughs> well, overall, I mean, if you come back next year, you're probably going to get a higher seed. Did you enjoy your first appearance in trivia outside of, you know, not coming out with the victory? Sure thing. If I'm alive next year, I'll be around. Wow. So Andrew able to 
I mean, we were playing against Skinner. He got by on the skin of uh, his, what is it, skin of his, no, skin of his teeth. That's not a real saying. Nonetheless, uh, just skinning by Skinner, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, I mean, I, I, I kind of thought that, you know, you go to the medium round there, and those medium questions probably were, like I said earlier in this tournament, sometimes the easy questions can be more like, it's it's like cooking steak. You don't just have rare or medium, you have medium rare. Sometimes the easy questions can be medium rare. Sometimes the medium questions can be uh, medium well, right? Like sometimes they tend closer to hard. I think those first medium ones they both got probably tended closer to hard. Although if you think about it from a standpoint of, sometimes the reason we put certain questions in medium as opposed to hard is because Sometimes with the hard questions, they're harder to guess in terms of like in medium, you could have hypothetically not known the answer and just lobbed out Jock Vaughn or lobbed out Josh Jackson because you knew those guys were were key players on the team and got it right. So sometimes that's why questions might be medium as opposed to hard. But um, yeah, that that was kind of the, the idea for the pairing. The 97 one tougher because it's older, but certainly people very much remember Scott Pollard fouling out, and then you have Jock Vaughn, who's a very notable name. 2017 was newer. I don't know how many people remember it as much, though, because they just checked out of the game and just emotionally detached themselves, but that Josh Jackson got in foul trouble. This fee one would have been harder to get, as was the Ryan Robertson one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a fun matchup. We get to the hard round and everything. Um, some of those, the what's the furthest this player has made it in the NCAA tournament, you really got to think those through. Those are kind of new additions into this year's tournament, because... You think about it, and you you think about uh, the best way to do it is use the timer on those. Think about you know when did the player graduate? What was his last season? And then start thinking back like okay, these are the four years he were there. These are the three years he was there. So maybe you remember with Nadir Tharp, you go ah shoot, okay, he was on that Andrew Wiggins team. That team only went in the second round. Well, what did they do the year before? Okay, that team made the Sweet Sixteen. Was he on the team the year before that? Yeah, he was. Oh, they made the national title game. Okay, boom. There's the answer. Uh, that's me kind of going inside of what I would do if I was thinking through some of those questions that might help you out if you get one of those later in RCST trivia. But uh, we almost had another 15 over two upset, almost had two straight. Andrew survives his seventh trivia advancement of his trivia career. We've got a three seed, Isaac Henderson, our 2020 RCST trivia champion. He's going next against our 14 seed, Scott Wymore. We'll have that for you after the break. You're listening to RCST trivia on Rock Chalk Sports Talk on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Welcome back in to Rock Shock Sports Talk on KLWN with Nick Springer, Derek Johnson. More RCST trivia. Five matchups on today's ledger. We just had Andrew skin by Skinnerd in a 215 matchup. Now we've got a 314 matchup coming up between Isaac and Scott. Isaac, our 2020 champion. Scott, the uh, brother of Andrew Wymore, uh, who has made a lot of noise in this tournament. Scott's been a mainstay in this tournament, but trying to make his first deep run. We'll see if he can uh, get over Isaac and... Uh, Establish himself as a real name. Scott got a tournament. tough draw here. He got yeah, a tough he draw did. He did Isaac, get a tough right? draw. And then, uh, evidently, Isaac. Uh, we'll see what he does here. I mean, yeah. he's a guy that I. I'm not. I don't have a ton of confidence in. Mm. So we'll see. All right, you're doubling down on that take. That's interesting. Uh, once again, we are brought to you by Johnny's Tavern, Pella Windows and Doors, 23rd Street Brewery, River Rat Print and Skate. Those are our title sponsors. This is in the River Rat Print and Skate region. River Rat has screen printing and a skate shop. They are embroidery and promotional products, also available with art and logo creations. You can get all your custom work done there and their KU license. But they also have skateboards, longboards, paddleboards, and safety gear, large selection of shoes and apparel from well-known skate brands. And they can help you out with custom apparel like our trivia shirts and 
and trivia hats. Follow them on Instagram at river underscore rat underscore print for the print shop and river rat skate shop, all one word for the skate side, or call them at 785-371-1660. All right, let's get into the matchup. Our second trivia matchup of the day features our three seed Isaac Henderson and our 14 seed Scott Wymore. And this is in our bottom left region, which is the River Rat Print Skate region. Winner of this will take on the winner of Zach and GJ. So, Isaac, you are a three seed this year. You've gone 12 and 2 all time in trivia, 58 and 7 in questions. You are a 2020 champion, two time phenomenal four winner. I go on and on and on with, with the different accolades and, and things that you've done. But last year, you lost in the second round as a one seed and that's why you are a three seed this year do you feel like last year you didn't study enough do you feel like you've taken this year into extra motivation at all like like how is the last 365 days gone for you yeah i think uh you know come on you win the, you win the first one uh, a lot of pressure to follow it up the next couple of years maybe maybe that played into it a little bit um you know, I was probably the least prepared this year that I've been for another year um, until I heard Nick last week talk about how all the wins were a fluke, how terrible I was. So um, ever since then, we've been we've been ready to get going. OK, well, that's that's certainly helpful there. Um, you mentioned the pressure. Uh, you said you, you did feel that as a defending champ and that you felt that into your matchup. So now this year where, you know, you have a title under your belt, so it's not like you have to reach something you've been before last year. You lose a little earlier. You get a little lower seed this year. Do you feel like the pressure's off? Uh, off definitely more than it's been the last okay. couple of years. You know, the first year, no expectations went, went pretty well. So maybe this year, uh, we'll, we'll revert to form there a little bit. Well, Scott, uh, you definitely have no pressure here. You're a 14 seed. You're, you're playing with house money into this matchup here. Uh, obviously you and your brother have been mainstays in this event. Have, have you guys done any studying together or anything, or are you just going off the whim? I mean, outside of a lifetime of watching uh, Kiev Athletic events together, no, no, uh, no formal studying. It sounds like I would have had a little bit easier of a matchup had Nick not given Isaac some extra motivation. <laughs> so I guess I have him to thank for that. Um, but no, just searching for that first win. Until then, I'm a nobody. Well, you've answered nine correct trivia questions, but I mean, today could serve. Who knows? Maybe you can pull the upset. Worst case, if you can have a good performance, maybe you move up the seed line in next year's edition of trivia. If you come back and you get a more favorable matchup at that point in time. So a lot to play for here in this game for both of you guys. Uh, with that being said, we're going to get into the matchup. And uh, Scott, you are the lower seed. I'm going to give you the option. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I'll defer to our defending champion. Well, not our immediate defending champion, but our... Uh our higher seed here. Yeah, if you if you win at any point, at any point, you are a uh, all time champ for uh, RCST <laughs> trivia. All right, so Scott, that means you go second. Isaac, you're going to go first, and we'll start in the really easy category first for you, Isaac. What seed was Kansas in the 2008 NCAA tournament when they won the national championship? Uh, they were a one seed. That's right. They were a one seed. Easy enough there. All right, Scott, for you. What seed was Kansas in the 2022 NCAA tournament when they won the national championship? Also a one seed. That's right. Tends to be when you get a one seed, you're pretty good, and you end up winning the national title. All right. Easy enough for you. You guys are both pros. Knock those out of the park. On to the easy round. Isaac, for you. What is the furthest that Andrew Wiggins ever made it in the NCAA tournament? Uh, second round. Second round is correct. Unfortunately, that game against Stanford where things did not go so well for both Wiggins and his counterparts. All right, yeah, Scott, that's, for you. That's for Wiggins in that game. Yeah, not good. Scott, 
What's the furthest that Josh Jackson ever made it in the NCAA tournament? Sadly, he did not advance to the Final Four in Kansas City, uh, so the Elite Eight was the furthest. Yep, sadly indeed, but Josh Jackson had quite the freshman season for KU and did make that Elite Eight. All right, we're moving on to the medium round. You guys breezed right through those first two questions. Isaac, back for you. What Jayhawk tied Nick Collison's KU record of five blocks in a Big 12 tournament game in a 2022 Big 12 tournament game? That would be Mitch Lightfoot. That would be Mitch Lightfoot. That was a quick answer there. You seem to know that off the cuff. <laughs> could have been David McCormick. Could have been, I don't know, maybe Ochai. He had a couple of games, <laughs> two, three blocks in there. All right, Scott, this one for you to stay alive and move to the hard round. What Jayhawk tied Eric Chenoweth's KU record, kind of weird guy to have this record, of 10 for 10 on free throws. This KU player tied that record in a 2016 Big 12 tournament game. Did you say KU big man or just KU overall? Uh, no, this was a uh, KU player overall. It was a free throw record. Gosh. Um, said Frank Mason. That was a good guess, but unfortunately the correct answer is Devontae Graham. Uh, that That is... Uh, Kind of the idea between those two questions. One of them, you could have had Mitch Lifer to David McCormick. The other one, your top two guesses would have been Frank Mason or Devontae Graham. So that's why those were paired together. So uh, in the end, Isaac, you come away with a victory. You, you, do, you, do you feel like you got back on the bicycle today, back on the horse? Uh, monkey's definitely off the back. A little pressure coming in, just as always. But uh, felt good to get the first one. We're five away from Nick getting a T-shirt. So... <laughs> There we go. There we go. Well played, Isaac. Yeah, Scott. Um, he couldn't come through with that that victory today for for the first one in uh, your your trivia competition. But it, it feels like you did pretty good. You you were able to knock through the first two pretty easily. I, I think the medium questions today were probably you know we always talk about there's some medium questions that are easier medium, some are harder medium. Those are probably on the harder end of medium. Uh, thoughts on your your performance today? Uh, still didn't get it done. Uh, <laughs> not satisfied. So. We'll be back again next year uh, after retooling a little bit and uh, still looking for that elusive first win. So you say the monkey's off your back here. I, I still have uh, Royals, Roy Williams' proverbial stankum still <laughs> firmly planted on my back. Yeah, let's see. Now you get to play with no pressure. And who knows? Maybe we'll get a matchup between you and your brother next year. That would be yeah. a, a lot of fun if we'd be able to do that. That's for sure. Maybe a little extra motivation there. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Isaac, do you it's have all, any? It's, it's almost like you control the bracket, Derek. You could just make that well, I do, but I, I control parts of the bracket. I don't control when people can play and when <laughs> you know we have possible matchups in the second round beyond just the first round of when people can play that we need to set that up. So it's not all on me. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, Isaac, uh, you're moving on and, and you're going to be taking on the uh, winner of the 6-11 match between Zach and GJ. But obviously, you know, and I don't want you to look ahead too much because I know we did this last year and you ended up falling in the second round when we were looking ahead. But do you have any eye on Nick Schwert possibly as your two seed in a possibly sizzling 16 matchup? You know, um, saw the bracket come out, you know, eyes kind of kind of gravitated there. Obviously, like I said, last year, um, maybe, maybe got in the way of looking forward a little too much there. But uh, we'll, we'll be honest, Nick's not making it there this year, so... <laughs> I love it. I tend to feel the same way. All right, uh, Isaac and Scott, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, Isaac, see you in a few weeks. Scott, hope to see you next year, man. All right, thank you, guys. So that was uh, Isaac taking down Scott in the medium round there. 
I feel a little bad. I, I don't know. I, I, I've had these questions. You check over them. I check over them. Yep. I have another person who checks over them we've every had, so often. I'll have a fourth person. Yeah, that, that we try him. to make sure everything is equal. Everything's in the right rounds. There's part of me that wonders, like, is the one Scott got a little tougher than the first one? Maybe that's just because he, he got it wrong, so it feels that way. That yeah. I, 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 mean, just feel I, think I, both, I think this is coming from a place of feeling bad because I feel like Scott knows his stuff, and I feel bad yes. that he's 0-4. Yeah, he hasn't, hasn't gotten a win yet, right? It's part like, of that is just draw-related. It's like that team. I'm trying to think. Is there a team that just makes a tournament every year but never gets a win, like, Somebody like that in the in the real tournament? Um, I mean, there's like some mid majors. Like I remember Belmont would do that all the time. Like they would get in yeah. as 11, 12 seed, and they'd be the a trendy upset pick, and they'd, <laughs> they'd never get through. Well, but I, I do think they are fair though. Thinking more through them, like again, the first. Yeah, I mean, one, I the, think for both questions, you have kind of two options, right? right? Like the first question, you were either going to pick probably Mitch Lightfoot or David McCormick. Right. The second question, you had either Frank Mason or Devontae Graham, and and Scott even said that. Devontae Graham would have been a second pick, right? So kind right. of a 50-50 shot almost at that point. Yeah, and and I think also with the Devontae Graham one, I, I didn't mention this in the question, but that 10-for-10 free throw game, it was in the Big 12 championship against West Virginia. So it's a bit of a more notable game that people might remember than beating West Virginia in 2016. So I, I think it was fair. Uh, and also, like, I don't know, Devontae's a more notable name than Mitch Lightfoot, even though Mitch Lightfoot was more current, so maybe those things balance out. So I think it's okay. Yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Isaac advances. He'll take on the winner of either Zach or GJ. And we have a 6-11 matchup next. It is not that one. It's going to be uh, a 6-11 matchup between Ben Wilson and Keegan Russell out of the Johnny's Tavern region. So uh, that's on the same side where Andrew already advanced, though not directly in with him. We also have a matchup between Ryan Goodwin and Drew Lenhart later in the show, and Eric Hansey, our uh, 2021 champion, and Chad Sloan. And to also, out. that's our first one seed. That's the right. First round. That is the first one seed. So. so pressure's on. Pressure. Maybe I, I, I don't know. I mean, if you're the first one seed to go, well, maybe there could be some pressure. So I actually always love. This is from like a. Like when if if you're wanting, I, I don't know. I feel like there's always due to be maybe not always, but typically there's one, like two seed or three seed that gets upended in the first round in the NCAA tournament. I'm saying, yeah. And if you're like a two seed, sometimes there's a calming effect if like let's say Somebody you're the fourth two loses. seed to play and a different yeah. two seed loses because you're like, okay, we got that out no, of the way. No, I agree right? with that. I agree with that 100. percent So I I guess it goes both ways because one, if you're we've Eric, already had a two seed go down, yeah. So. so maybe that makes you feel better, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, those matchups coming throughout the day. We also have Kevin Flaherty, who's going to join us at 440 here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. You're listening to RCST and RCST Trivia on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. We're going to take a break from the trivia action after this competition and get to a interview with Kevin Flaherty of 24-7 Sports, talking a little KU basketball, transfer portal, all that sort of stuff. And then we'll uh, finish up with our final two matchups of trivia coming in the 5 o'clock hour between Ryan and Eric. But coming up next, we're going to have our 6 seed, Ben Wilson, taking on our 11 seed, Keegan Russell, uh, the 11 seeds are, are a lot of times the lower seed that make deep runs into the, like you think back to, I don't know, VCU, you think back to Loyola, Chicago, like those were 11 seeds. Sometimes it sets up for you, you upset the six, the three maybe is a little easier than playing the one or the two seed. Then maybe a two seed gets upended. Then you make, I don't know, like those are the ones that make deep runs. Keegan really yep. knows his stuff. He's a really knowledgeable, knowledgeable dude. So I'll be interested to see if he can put the press to him. But Ben is experienced in this, man. Did so well in football last year. Um, he he almost won it all in football, but then had just like the very last minute, unfortunate like loss down the stretch um, to, I think it was to Michael Plank. And uh, 
He's done well in this before in basketball. He has a couple second-round appearances for you. I, I, I'm excited to see this matchup here. Yeah, and this is the first year that this tournament is taking place after we had football, right? Yeah. And there are some guys from football that are in this, and I'll be curious to see how those guys do because for all the contestants, generally it's a year in between each tournament, right? So you have a whole year of you know, either maybe getting cold, waiting around, you know, but not keeping up totally with your KU knowledge before the tournament – or if you're a football contestant, you have less time, right? Because you the football happened in the, over the summer last year, so there's less of a gap between your trivia appearances, even though it's different sports, right? But like, I wonder if just the fact that this, some of these guys have appeared in trivia more recently than some of the players from just the previous tournaments, if that helps them at all, if that helps them with their confidence or with their ability to answer the questions. Uh, like I said, it's two different sports, but you know what I'm saying, like the the atmosphere of the tournament, right? Like they they have a more of a more of a recent sense of that feeling. And I wonder if that could benefit some of these guys from from the football trivia. I think that's a really good point. Just kind of staying fresh, getting those yeah. reps yep. can be so important to this. Um, so with that said, we are going to move to the Johnny's Tavern region for this matchup. And Johnny's Tavern is, uh, of course, one of our title sponsors, along with Pella Windows and Doors, River App Print and Skate, and 23rd Street Brewery. Next trivia question, what Windows and Doors provider has been serving Kansas since 1957? The answer, your locally owned Pella Windows and Doors of Kansas with six showrooms across the state from Lawrence to Dodge City. Got a Windows and Doors project? Pella Kansas is here, locally owned and proudly serving Jayhawks for over 65 years with Windows and Doors solutions for every home and any budget. Schedule your free consultation at PellaKansas.com. Into the matchup. We have our 6-11 matchup here on RCST Trivia. This is coming at you in our bottom right region, which is the Johnny's Tavern region. The winner of this will take on the winner of our next matchup, which is Ryan Goodwin and Drew Lenhart. So uh, we'll know that second round matchup kind of right away here. And our 6-11 here, it is Ryan, or excuse me, Ben Wilson. I was looking ahead once on the line. Ben Wilson versus the 11 seed Keegan Russell. And uh, Ben and Keegan have both been in this before. For Ben, this is his fourth appearance in trivia. He has two second round uh, appearances, advancements, whatever you want to say, trying to get over that hump to to make it to the sizzling 16 he's gone 14 and 7 on questions of course ben did awesome in the football edition of trivia our inaugural version of that back in the uh, summer last year keegan meanwhile went, went two and one on questions last year he had a tough first round out he's trying to get to the second round for the first time this should be a really fun matchup with our 6 11 and ben starting with you first as a six seed um i i guess between the football and basketball, because you did so awesome in the football one, do you feel like your football knowledge is more than your basketball, or, or do you feel like you're going to use that momentum here into basketball, even though it's different questions? That's a, uh, I feel like maybe a little more football. Basketball is just – the questions can go so much deeper, I feel like, so much later. And so a lot of times in the football one, if it was a question in the 20s or the 30s, you really had to throw out a guess. People don't know a lot of names for that era versus Kansas basketball. People really know their stuff from the 20s and the 30s and the 40s. Uh, but hey, this morning I actually made a point to drink out of my football participant bowl game coffee mug because uh, I, I knew I knew I had this today. So I hope that brings you some good juju. Yeah, we will see. Well, Keegan, uh, meanwhile, you, you had that first round exit a season ago. What did you take from your first appearance in trivia, and, and have you done anything different here in year two? Yeah, so last year a lot of fun. Unfortunately, I got paired up with the top dog of the bracket in Tyler Feist, and man, did he just <laughs> reel off an incredible nonstop victory path. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I think if anything, um, just like the NCAA tournament, I think uh, it's really all about the matchup. 
Uh, at the end of the day, I don't think it matters how much knowledge you actually have. It's all about can you perform in the moment. And I think last year, the one thing I did learn is the question I got wrong. I definitely knew the answer to. Had I given myself another five, 10 seconds of the 30 seconds we got, I think I would have got it right instead of just rushing to get the answer. And so that 30 seconds, it's a lot longer than it seems. So take your time. Yeah. And like you said, you lost to Tyler. So at the very least, even though, you know, you, you ended up losing in the first round there, you got rewarded. You got a higher seed this year. You got an 11 seed, even without a first round advancement. And that's, you know, as, as much as uh, part of this is anything, it's, you know, performing well in a previous tournament to set yourself better up for uh, the next year here. All right. So uh, Keegan, you are the lower seed as the 11. So I'm going to give you the option. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I'm going to put all the pressure on myself to perform again this year, so I'm going to go second. Okay, second it is. That means, Ben, you're going to be up off the wrap here, and uh, Ben, we'll start in the really easy category of things. First up for you, Ben, what Jayhawk wing won a title and was a first-team AP All-American in the 2021-22 season before being selected by the Utah Jazz as a first-round pick? Ochai Abaji. Ochai Abaji is the correct answer. Had an unbelievable season for KU. One of the best individual seasons, just in terms of accomplishment, that uh, we've seen at KU. All right, Keegan, first really easy one for you. What Jayhawk was an AP first or second team All-American from 1985 through 1988, all four years, and won a title in 1988 as blank in the Miracles? Danny Manning. That's right. Danny Manning is the correct answer. Danny and the Miracles. Unbelievable career. AP first or second team All-American all four years. That's all right. crazy. Back to you, Ben. Uh, he'd just be gone after one year nowadays. Uh, easy <laughs> round for you, Ben. The This big man led Kansas with 25 points in their 2022 Final Four victory over Villanova. What's his name? David McCormick. David McCormick is the correct answer. Had himself a hell of a Final Four and national title game. Okay, Keegan, for you. This wing led Kansas with six made threes in their 2022 Final Four victory over Villanova. What's his name? This one should be super easy because there's two answers, and I'm just making sure I don't goof this one up. I'm going to go Ochai because he got pretty hot in that game. Yep. That was a good call. Ochai was the one. The Christian Brown, like, late three at the end, maybe it was in your mind. I That's wonder the if one that, that okay. sticks in there because <laughs> it was just a monster bucket at the end. Right. It was Ochai, though, who was uh, unreal for the entirety of the game. All right. We're moving on to the medium round. Back to you, Ben. What jersey number did Nick Collison wear at Kansas? Four. Four is the correct answer. Sometimes those jersey number questions can be tricky. That's a good hit for you. All right, Keegan, back to you. What jersey number did Drew Gooden wear at Kansas? Double zero. Zero is the correct answer. Drew Gooden wearing number zero. All right, we're moving on to the hard oh, round. He, he said double zero. Oh, was oh it? I did. Uh -oh. oh, my gosh. Wait, I think you're right. It was just single zero. Ooh. Let me double check this. Make sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally goof that. Wow. Okay, yes, you're right. It is single zero. Good catch there. Mm. I didn't even realize that. I'm sorry about that, Keegan. I rolled it out too fast again. I'm sorry about that, Keegan. Yes, that is actually the incorrect answer with the double zero. Good catch, Ben. 
Okay, so uh, I'm sorry about that, Keegan. Again, this is second straight year that you lose on an answer that you, you probably knew the answer to and yep. just kind of rushed out. Uh, thoughts in the immediate aftermath here? No, I think it just summed it up right there. Just going crazy fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's one where it's kind of a technicality. Uh, but yeah, double zero is a different jersey than zero. Like, for instance, you had, um, I think it was Darrell Arthur wear double zero. So it does become a different jersey yep. number that unfortunately. Are, yeah. are we sure, you know, my Zoom connectivity didn't just lag <laughs> a little bit there and you heard it twice? Skip out the double now. Uh, yeah. So good catch for you, Ben, there. Um, I didn't even realize that. I was so focused on the questions. So apologies. For I didn't that. even notice myself say it until after Ben goes, whoa, wait a minute. Well, Ben, uh, you're moving on to the second round for the third time in your trivia competition career. So congratulations to that. What's it going to take to get over the hump and, and make that first sizzling 16? Uh, so I listened yesterday for the first time, and I heard some of those box score questions and, like, seating questions. If I were to ask one of those, <laughs> I'm, I'm dead. So I, I probably need to do a little studying. Work has been crazy. I also have a new baby. Shout out, Margaret. Uh, so me and Leslie have had our hands full, so I might need to spend some uh, – Setting time with Margaret before my next matchup. Well, I'll say this. Last year, our winner, Tyler Feist. So this is actually funny. The comparisons. Tyler played Keegan in the first round, and he had a newborn baby, and he won it all. Ben, you played Keegan in the first <laughs> round. You have a newborn baby. I mean, the the comparisons. That's good karma. Yeah. That is good. That is like good that. right there. Well, Keegan. Ben, I'm just trying to play my part for you to set it up for, <laughs> for Tyler's run. Thanks, Keegan. I appreciate that. Well, Keegan, we hope we come you come back next year, and, and who knows, maybe you'll move up the seed line even a little bit more. And, and I know that first win's coming. You know your stuff. It's, it's going to come eventually. Just keep cracking at it. Ben, we'll see if this is the year that your keep cracking at it works to the sizzling 16. Good work, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. So that was that was a tough one, man. I I was so focused yeah. on the questions, I just heard zero double zero, whatever it was, and I was like, okay, that's right. Yeah, I heard the so double zero, but I that. wasn't sure yeah. if uh, if that needed to be brought to the attention. Which uh, yeah, ben, I'm glad he did. Yeah, I'm I'm glad he did because it is technically different. It's one of those where you feel really bad about it. It's like yeah, it's like when we've had this happen in the past. This is the equivalent to that when somebody answers, and and I think this has happened before in like a hard or really hard question where they answer the full name of someone, like say it was Paul Endicott or something, and they were like, Steve Endicott. And it's like, <laughs> I can't give it to you because that's not the person. If you would have just said Endicott, which, by the way, you can just say the last name unless I ask for clarification if it's like a Morris twin or a Johnson or something. Yeah. Um, and, and technically, you can't give it to him because it's technically wrong. And, you know, if, if double zero and zero were the same jersey, like either way you wore double zero or something, we could give it to him. But yeah, like because, if, if it went up in the box score, it's like the same. Or right. Like if it was like, you know, but they are different like jerseys. Right. But because there have been KU players that have wore double zero versus KU players that have worn just yes. one zero, that it's does wrong. make it different. And then so therefore, yeah. Yeah. So but the, but those are tough questions because we, we talked about it leading to this matchup. You know, Keegan's definitely a very knowledgeable guy. Yeah. And this was one where he he clearly knew it right and just slipped up a little bit on the on the wordage of it, and that's a tough one. But you know those are the kinds of experiences that guys can learn from going into the tournament in the future years that they'll be more cognizant of that and maybe that'll help Keegan advance further on in future tournaments because there's no doubt that he's a, a really really smart guy and he could be a guy that you know if he if he's another in that eight nine ten eleven seed range again next year he could put a real scare a really upset uh, a higher seed so. Uh, unfortunate for him, but uh, that was still a really good matchup. Yeah, like I look at, for instance, there, uh, like Andrew Wymore, he made a phenomenal four in 2021, and surrounding that were two second-round losses. Like sometimes it really, uh, Keegan talked about it, it's, it's about the matchups, it's about yeah. what questions you happen to get, like 
uh, sometimes things open up for you. Other years, it's not your year as much. So uh, good win for Ben, and we'll see if Ben can move on to the sizzling 16. He'll be and playing also, the winner. Uh, congrats to Ben on his, on his baby. That's right. Yeah, congrats to Ben on yeah. his baby, most importantly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he will be playing the winner of our next trivia matchup between Ryan Goodwin and Drew Lenhart. We'll have that, though, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Next, we're going to be joined by Kevin Flaherty. Switch gears a little bit here to talk a little KU basketball, recruiting, transfer portal, and all the like. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. Welcome back into Rock Shock Sports Talk. We interrupt some of our trivia content. We have two more trivia matchups coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, but uh, I want to talk to Kevin Flaherty, 24-7 sports. Always a uh, good time talking with Kevin here on the show. And, you know, there, the combo guard position seems to be a popular one for KU in the portal right now. I, whether it's to full levels of interest that KU wants them or if it's levels of the player wants KU or, I don't know, there's just a, a little bit of flirting but not – uh, full engagement yet. I, I don't know, but Arterio Morris, Primo Spears, Jaden Bradley, those are three kind of combo guards that it seems like KU has at least kicked the tires on. Kevin, I'm curious, if you had to rank those three for a KU fit, um, whether you're taking into account this year, future years, whatever it is, how would you rank out those three of Arterio Morris, Primo Spears, and Jaden Bradley for KU? Yeah, I think Bradley's more of a pure point, and so maybe he doesn't fit quite as well as as the other two. I, I think what you're looking for um, in that position is somebody that can obviously play alongside Dewan Harris, and you know can can kind of play into his strengths, and, and Dewan Harris can kind of unlock them a little bit. Primo Spears, I, I feel like, is a guy that would almost be better suited to, you know, kind of that Remy Martin role, right? Where he's coming off the bench, maybe playing starter minutes, but is kind of that off the bench flamethrower that you can kind of have those substitutions and maybe get a little bit more out of him offensively. If you're asking who the best fit would be in terms of, hey, how does this guy plug into the starting lineup, fit alongside everything, I think it's probably Arterio Morris. When you look at Kansas' style of play, when you look at the way that Morris really bought in defensively down the stretch last year, the fact that he started finding more confidence in his outside shot, you know, he's somebody that can play some point guard, but is also very comfortable playing off the ball. And so I, I think he's probably the best fit with Morris. Obviously, you do have, you know, the, the off court stuff and, that's something that you really have to vet and look into and all of those things before you decide, hey, you know, this guy's a fit for us from a basketball standpoint. Because I don't think there's any doubt that Arterio Morris is a terrific fit on the basketball court. But at the same time, you really have to do your research and, and kind of everything else with uh, with the off-court things there. Yeah, that's, that's certainly uh, a big part of it and everything that um... – I think that everybody has their kind of baggage among these in different levels. Like, I don't want to compare everything to everything, but with Morris, the off the court stuff with Spears, it's, will he be eligible with Bradley? I don't know uh, what it would be. Maybe it's just the fit. Like you said, with being more of a point guard and, and maybe less of a shooter. Um, and one thing I'm interested in is it, you know, pertains to all these combo guards that KU may have interest in. And you look around the wing position right now in the transfer portal with Harrison Ingram gone, Matthew Cleveland narrowed his list, KU wasn't on it, um, Dalton Connect picked Tennessee. Uh, the wing options 
seem to be deteriorating a bit. And that doesn't mean there aren't still options. Jalen Tyson's going to be visiting on Friday and stuff like that. But um, as you look at the possibilities here, I, I wonder if there's just more options with the combo guards, especially if hypothetically KU were to have a third scholarship open and bring on three players uh, if they could land Hunter Dickinson and land a wing and then still have another combo guard. That makes me wonder, with as many questions as there are about the team's possible shooting for next season. And we, we had heard the comparison so much out of high school about KJ Adams to Mark Vital, right? And I think back to those uh, Baylor teams with Mark Vital. And it's not that Mark Vital was even the only non-shooter on the floor. Like they would have him out there with Jonathan Chamwa Chachua or Flo Thamba or whoever, a center that wasn't really a shooter either, but they made it work because they had kind of three combo guards together. And not only that, they made it work. I mean, they were like, the best three-point shooting team in the country. Now, obviously, KU doesn't have Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell, and Maceo Teague, but at least the the model is there, I, I guess, if you could be like a, a lesser version of that in some way. Like, could you see Kansas gravitating based on what's available at this point, based on what's on their roster, more to that level of play as opposed to the, the three big wings that we've seen recently? Yeah, it's definitely possible. I, I do think, you know, when you're looking at somebody like Jalen Tyson and and Kansas is fit for, for Harrison Ingram, and Tyson's a significantly better shooter than Ingram is. Ingram has probably the better all-around skill set in terms of creating for other players, the way he moves the ball, things like that. Tyson also has some really enticing, I, I feel like, defensive stretches where you look at him and, you know, he's deflecting balls and he's getting out there. I think when you look at those two, though, you're almost looking at them as three, you know, hyphen fours. And what I mean by that is, you know, they're kind of the big wings that Kansas has enjoyed in that four spot, whether it's B, whether it's Jalen Wilson, guys like that. You know, I think you and I even talked uh, about Harrison Ingram, you know, kind of matching up physically with what Jalen Wilson was from, you know, a size and weight standpoint. I think Ingram even had a longer wingspan. You know, with, with Ingram going off to, to North Carolina, that's one fewer option. But I do think Kansas is going to look for one of those wing spots to be a quote-unquote bigger wing that potentially they could play at the four. And maybe maybe that's where Jalen Tyson fits in the best. But I think when you look at who's going to who's going to play at that two spot, you know, obviously, you know, Nick Timberlake, you you would think could be a two hyphen three you know, potentially in terms of how he fits in and and the things that, that he can do. And, and the other thing that we haven't really talked about is what's the role of Kevin McCuller if he comes back? And, you know, he is obviously a, a quote-unquote bigger wing, especially when you include the, the wingspan there and everything. Does he play more of a four role next year? Or does he play a three and you wind up having the three big wings with he and Timberlake and somebody like Jalen Tyson? And so – I do think that there's a possibility if Kansas goes out there and, and hey, the combo guards are what's available, this is this is how you can make this play. At the same time, I, I do think that there's a very real chance that we have this conversation now, and in July we're sitting here saying, hey, it's Dewan Harris, three big wings, and a big man again. So <laughs> it, it really kind of depends how, uh, how all this plays out. Okay, let's say Hunter Dickinson ends up not choosing KU what would the best path to pivot be at that point for KU to still have a successful offseason? Well, and that's the that's the tough thing about it is you would think 
if Hunter Dickinson didn't choose KU, you would have probably moved to like a Jesse Edwards or a Caden Shedrick, and those guys are are no longer in the portal. You know, Graham Ek went to went to Gonzaga, and so I, I think when you're looking at big men, either you're hoping that somebody pops, you know, it, into the portal that's not currently there, or you're really looking at diminishing returns. And don't get me wrong. You know, down from Hunter Dickinson is it's pretty much diminishing returns on whoever would be there. But but at the same time, if it's not there, I think maybe you start to look at it as okay, Kansas returns its three starting centers from a year ago. Maybe you want KJ to get more minutes at the four this year than than you do at the five. You'd like to have standing height, which Bill Self has talked about in the past in terms of needing standing height to, to really be a national title contender. And so maybe you're sliding more minutes toward Ernest Uday and, and Zuby for. And in that case, I do think that you're going to see them kind of load up the backcourt and, and try and get some guys that can really make those combinations work. And so if you're, you know, looking at Ernest Uday potentially being your starter at the five, maybe K.J. Adams next to him, you're probably going to go out and get somebody who can play the four that can knock down shots so that you can kind of move those guys around a little bit. I don't think that Ernest Uday is going to come in next year making three-pointers. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but, uh, but, but I do think that that's when you start to kind of plan around and say, okay, this is what we have. You know, how do, how do we make the rest of this work? Whether – it's, you know, really pushing for a guy like Duke's, you know, McKenzie and Backpo who, you know, reopened his recruitment, whether it's looking at, okay, you know, this guy can fill a role for you, maybe not a, maybe not a starting role, but maybe it's, you know, going to be a guy that can come in, makes the odd shots, you know, somebody like a Coleman lands. I do think that that's where you maybe really try to horn in on, okay, you know, you're starting to Harris. You know you're not getting a center from the transfer portal. How do you make the other three spots, you know, as good as they can be? With Mbakpo, the the transfer or not transfer, the uh, recruit who was previously committed to Duke, top ten recruit and everything like that. How do you see his game fitting in at the collegiate level? Like, is he a three? Is he a four? Can he do both? Like, where's the shooting at? Because I know the uh, the projection is that he'll be a good shooter. The EYBL numbers though were I think in the mid twenty percent. So, uh, how do you see his fit at the college level? Yeah, I, I think the shots there. You know, I, I had a chance to see him in person. There wasn't anything wrong mechanically. The game that I saw him, he shot the ball pretty well, though. Too, it should be noted. And sometimes that can color your impression of a guy's shot. You know, if he looks a little awkward, but he's knocking it down, obviously you're you're more likely to to give that guy a thumbs up than you would have if it looks awkward and you know he's shooting it off the side of the backboard or something. But I think his best spot when you look at him physically, at least at the college level, is at that four spot. You know, when you look at him being six eight with the length that he has, he, he's a pretty good athlete. He looks like an NBA guy now. Like if if the Denver Nuggets were all of a sudden in town for an exhibition or something and he walked in with them, you wouldn't be like, Hey, look at that high school guy with the Denver Nuggets. So I, I do think that, you know, four is probably his best spot in college. He's athletic enough that you could probably get away with him playing at the three. But you look at what Duke did last year, 
in terms of, you know, Mark Mitchell playing at the three for them quite a bit. I feel like Mark Mitchell's best spot is at the four two, but Duke wanted to go with the with the really big guys at the four and the five when when Filipowski is your four at, you know, seven feet tall, you know, maybe you do have a guy play or two playing out of position. I, I think Backpo's best spot is probably at the four at this point, at least in college. One thing that we were talking about earlier today that we've been talking about over the last week or so is if Hunter Dickinson picks KU, like he becomes the easy answer to this question. But if he doesn't, who the heck is going to lead Kansas in scoring? Because you start thinking about the list and you're like, well, I mean, Dewan Harris, like, I don't know. You wouldn't expect him to lead the team in points per game. Like, I don't know if it'd be any of the, the current centers on the roster. They didn't show a dynamic offensive game. Um, would it be like a Jalen Tyson, Nick Timberlake? Like, what if they're more spot-up shooters? What if Timberlake's defense can't keep him on the court? Like, what if El Marco Jackson, I don't know, he's still freshman. Like, who would be your guess if you had to pick someone to lead Kansas in scoring for next season without Hunter Dickinson on the roster? Kevin McCuller. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 and, I, and I realize that's also picking somebody who, who uh-huh. may not be there. But I, when your options are basically, hey, Let's pick insert freshman here that we're not sure if they're going to start or not. Um, KJ Adams, who I, I think does have a chance. Yeah, to, I think he's the sneaky answer there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at what KJ did at certain points this year in terms of scoring through contact and being able to put the ball on the floor. You know, maybe he becomes kind of that PJ Tucker type. If you remember when he was at Texas, not when he went to the NBA and and became more of a spacer, but more of a guy that, you know, was just going to kind of out-brawl the other guy, you know, in the paint. You know, maybe the answer is K.J. Adams, but if you're asking if Hunter Dickinson isn't here, you know, not that KU isn't already currently doing whatever it can to get Kevin McCuller here, but these things just have a habit of working out for Bill Self, I feel like. And so if Hunter Dickinson didn't pick KU, as weird as it sounds, I, I almost feel like that would almost lock in Kevin McCuller <laughs> to uh, to come back just because Bill Self doesn't roll snake eyes on these things. And so, you know, when you, when you look at that, you know, I think McCuller would come back and – and I'm not saying he would score 20 a game like Jalen Wilson did, but I think he would come back to a similar role that, that Wilson had. And by that, I mean, you know, experienced leader, a guy that maybe isn't the most efficient scorer, but somebody who feels like he has to score for Kansas to have a shot to win on a given night. And so I would probably say McCuller won and then K.J. Adams kind of in that second spot if McCuller doesn't come back. With the freshman class coming in, I'm always curious about um, because uh, you know you look at the ranking system like 24/7 Sports. I know you guys rank on basketball career, your entire future of basketball, basically. Uh, but is is the guys that if it were just based on a ranking of immediate impact as a freshman, right? Like Grady Dick, for instance, he was in the the teens last year. Uh, but if it was just immediate impact as a freshman, maybe he would have ended up being a top 10 recruit in just like that set of rankings, right? If you were to look at it that way for the Kansas class that they have coming in this year, would there be a player that maybe would work themselves, do you think, into that top 10? Or do you feel like they have uh, a lot more guys uh, that are more of like long-term players? I, I think they, they may have a few more guys as long-term players, but I also think that some of that, 
because of what Kansas has around them. And I think that's, you know, what we, what you're talking about with Grady yeah. a little bit is that, you know, Grady came onto a team that desperately needed shooting. And it was kind of like, okay, Grady's going to get every chance to knock down shots. And if he doesn't, this team just isn't going to be as good. And, and, you know, they rank basically for the NBA draft is, is my understanding of it. So, you know, if you rank a guy number one, you're basically saying, hey, I think this guy is going to go number one in, in the next draft, provided, you know, you don't have, you know, like a Webb and Yama or, or a guy like that who we don't rank because they're foreign players. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think, you know, if you had a really young team, like if you went ahead and took this team and plugged them into, say, 2019, you know, the, the 2019 Jayhawks where you had Devon Dotson, you know, starting at point and Grimes and, and all those freshmen, and you took those freshmen off and put these freshmen in, I think El Marco Jackson would have a, a chance to be a top 10 type guy because he'd be stepping into a point guard spot where Kansas doesn't have another point guard. He would be starting. He'd be able to play to his strengths. And I think that's the main question probably you have and a lot of people have on El Marco is, this is a dynamic guy. He handles the ball well. He's a willing defender. He does a lot of things that usually have guys making impact and playing a lot early. But Kansas brings back to Juan Harris. He's going to be one of the best point guards in the country next year. And so, you know, you have him either backing up DeWan, and I'm sure he'll do some of that, or you have him playing alongside DeWan, where DeWan's going to have the ball in his hands quite a bit. And so, I do think, you know, El Marco's a guy that maybe would have that chance depending on how his role plays out a little bit. But with DeWan Harris coming back being the primary ball handler, I do think, you know, potentially that diminishes El Marco's impact a little bit as a freshman. He's Kevin Flaherty. You can check out all his work in 24-7 sports. Kevin, appreciate the time as always, man. All right, thanks a lot, guys. All right, that's Kevin Flaherty of 24-7 Sports. If you're going to be in town or you live out of town, you're coming in for the NFL draft or something this weekend, hit up Kevin. He'll get you your uh, best (laughs) barbecue recommendations, that's for sure. All right, with Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. Two hours down, uh, 50 minutes to go. we got two more episodes of RCST Trivia coming at you next. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. Five o'clock hour here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. You're listening to RCST on KLWN. We get back into some RCST trivia. We have two more matchups coming at you here in the five o'clock hour. The first will be our three seed Ryan Goodwin against our 14 seed Drew Lenhart. Then we'll have a 116 matchup between Eric Hansey and Chad Sloan to finish things off. RCST Trivia, one of our title sponsors, brought to you by 23rd Street Brewery. Great spot to watch all the games from the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, whatever you're checking out. I don't know, the NFL draft later this week. Check out the patio perfect for the heating up weather you can even bring your dog to the pup patio they got great service great beer absolute classics on the menu like the fitzgerald reuben or the haney turkey stack check them out in lawrence with 23rd street brewery all right with that being said ryan goodwin the pressure is on um he is a uh, friend of one matt tate he uh is someone i get to interact with as the head coach of the baker baseball team really good guy knowledgeable guy but the pressure is always on him he doesn't just have to compete with the competition and with the trivia questions he has to compete with the outside noise drew lenhart meanwhile has been a mainstay in this the past couple years he's trying to get his first first round victory this should be a good one let's get into the matchup next so we got the three seed ryan goodwin the 14 seed drew lenhart and this is in our bottom right region in the johnny's tavern region winner this will play 
Ben in the second round. Uh, so Ryan, we'll start with you. You've gone five and two in trivia here on the basketball front. Twenty-three and seven in questions. You have two sizzling sixteens to your name. You also performed well in the football edition of our uh, first football edition back in summer. Uh, heading into another tournament this year, um, uh, what are your feelings coming into this event? Uh, my feelings are I kind of remind myself of, uh, I guess it'd be uh, the team that lost to USC. I'm blatantly underprepared and overseeded right now. And matter of fact, I told Matt Tate and the boys, if I was on the gambling apps, I would be definitely money line, money lining Drew in this matchup. Okay, well, uh, you might get suspended for saying that if you're betting against yourself, so we, we might have to put that through the review process. Uh, for Drew, uh, y- you are looking for your first first-round advancement. 0 for 2 so far. You've answered five correct trivia questions. Uh, are you feeling better about this year? Is this the year you get over the hump? Man, I'm hoping so. I've been driving, or my girlfriend's been driving us to Colorado all day, so I've been trying to study as much as I can, so hopefully it pays off a little. All right. Well, uh, Ryan, do you feel the extra pressure from from the guys, Matt Tate and everybody? Do they make this harder on you? Uh, not this time around. Okay. Uh, I, I think they know we have been pretty busy with our baseball season in Baker so far, and uh, I think they expect me to flop today as well. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I should mention, I have mentioned this in lead up to this, that Baker baseball team's having a great year, so uh, that is extra reason to be distracted and everything. All right. So, uh, Drew, you are the lower seed is the fourteen. Uh, you have the option. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? Uh, I'll let Ryan go first. All right. So, Drew, you're up second. Ryan, you're up first. So far, the person who's gone first today has won both matchups. But uh, or actually, yeah, they've won all three matchups today. So uh, that's certainly an interesting note. But no in pressure. previous day's competition, we had a lot of people going second one. So I don't think there's really much correlation. All right, Ryan, first up in the really easy category, what Jayhawks center was an AP first-team All-American from 1957 through 1959 and later scored 100 points in an NBA game. That would be the great Wilt Chamberlain. That was the great Wilt Chamberlain. Absolute legend. And that is your first answer. All right, Drew, your first question in the really easy. What Jayhawk point guard won National Player of the Year for the 2016-2017 season and went by the... Abbreviation B-I-F-M. I'm going to have to go with Frank Mason. That is. We don't need to talk about the B and the B-I-F-M <laughs> here on the radio, but that is the correct answer, and we move up to the easy round. Back to you, Ryan. Celebrating senior night on March 4th of 2020, name this KU center who went for 31 points, 14 rebounds, and five blocks on 13 of 14 shooting. Believe that was Yudoka Azabuke. That was Yudoka Azabuke. Doke with the big game. 31 and 14, 13 and 14. I think that was against TCU. I could be wrong with that, but that is the correct answer. All right, back to you, Drew. Azabuki was one of two AP second team All-Americans in that 2019 to 2020 season for KU. Who was the other? Uh, let's go with Devontae Graham. Unfortunately, the correct answer there is Devon Dotson. You had the Devon part right. 
But you needed to miss out on the Tay, and it was Devon Dotson. Uh, so we'll start with you, Drew, there. After hearing the answer, Devon Dotson, when you think back to the, the pairing with Yudoka Azubuki, is that one where you're like, how did I miss that? Or is that one you just wouldn't have gotten to? I'm kicking myself for missing that one. So, so I guess it's a blessing having so many great point guards at KU. So. Yeah, it is. When you said you, you did a bunch of studying on the way up on your drive, that's probably not one that was in the study book. That was just kind of one that, that obviously slipped your mind. You thought back a few years before to a different point guard, right? Yep, yep, just got too far back. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, Ryan, uh, you overcame the adversity. You got to be, be feeling pretty good. Do, do you feel like you're playing with house money this year because you have almost internally set your bar so low, it sounds like? Uh, yes, I, I do a little bit. I know next week we have our conference tournament, so I really <laughs> expect to get beat next week because I won't have time to study then either. So uh, uh, it, it's just everything's gravy from here on out that I get. All right. Well, uh, Drew, we appreciate you joining. We got to get you back next year. We got to get you over the hump. Got to get you that first round win. Ryan, good work and uh, good luck as the uh, baseball season winds down and in the conference tournament next week, man. Thanks, Derek. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. That's tough for Drew. I, I believe last year he lost in the hard round. And then to go from that to losing in the easy round, uh, again, you heard him talking about hey, he probably feels so bad about spending all this time on the drive just studying. <laughs> and then to lose on a question like that, which, well, which wasn't really part of the study. I was going to ask him about, you know, you're, it's already, you're already in the tournament, and now you're going you're gonna to play it on the road? Now you can even play it in your house, in your home, on home court? You're playing it on the road on top of that? Well, sometimes it just works out that way. So, uh, yeah, an unfortunate <laughs> loss there. And that's where the timer can come in, both in terms of negative and positive. Sometimes yeah. uh, you just blank on stuff. Other times, you know, use the timer, right? You use yeah. it as long as you can to make well, sure. And I do think, you know, when you have guys that were really good players for KU for multiple years, it's easy to, like, kind of stretch out how many years they were there or whatever. Like, right? Like, Devontae mm -hmm. Graham, for instance, wasn't there in 2019, but he was there for basically 2016 to 2018, essentially. And so it's like, oh, man, you know, you maybe you can't remember exactly what years he was there. So you just you just take a guess, right? Yeah. Well, meanwhile, for Ryan, he's now 25 and 7 on trivia questions. He's he's a win away from making his third sizzling 16, which not a lot of guys have have done that um, off the top of my head. I think there's maybe a couple. Let's see. Uh, Eric has made all three sizzling 16s. Kyle Martin has made all three six, sizzling Eric 16s. Eric is our, is our next, uh, next yeah, one. Yeah, he is. But that means there's only two guys that have made the sizzling 16 all three years. So Ryan can be on that three next of tier of guys to yeah. make a three out of four if he wins one more. Uh, but that is our second round matchup now. We know it's set because Ben won the earlier matchup. Ryan wins this matchup. So Ben yeah. versus Ryan. Ben's the lower seed. But you heard Ryan talking about not having time to study that he thought he would have been firing a bet on the underdog 14 <laughs> seed there. So that means clearly, I, I think... Well, well, to his notion, he said he made the comparison for himself to the Kansas team that lost to USC yep. in the second round. Yep. And you know what that team was? A three seed. They were playing against a six seed <laughs> USC and they got housed. Ryan is a three seed playing against six seed Ben. So do we, we make Ben the favorite here? Well, and I listen, I think Ben is a very formidable opponent, right? Like, oh, for sure. He could, I think you could argue he would maybe even a little bit higher than a six seed, really. Yeah, and I, I think with Ryan, you know, maybe resting on his laurels, has a couple sizzling 16s, he uh, hasn't had as much time yep. to study this year. Ben, meanwhile, is in a situation where he's trying to get to that sizzling 16 for the first time. Like, he's just hungrier. Yep. He's the hungry dog, right? Yep. yep. I don't know. Ben, we'll for the upset. Happens. I'm calling it right <laughs> we'll now. What Sorry, Ryan. I'm calling it. You didn't give me a lot of hope with uh, how you <laughs> described yourself coming into that last matchup. Uh, but nonetheless, we have uh, all the better seeds, I believe, have advanced today. Yeah. 
Two, three, six, three. All better yep. seeds. We'll yep. see if that continues with our next matchup. Yeah, hopefully you didn't just jinx our one seed. I was going to say, I mean, this would more than make up for any underdog not winning. 16-1. Yeah. This would be as big um, as okay. any. I'm assuming a 16 has never won against the one. Um, No, a 16 beat a one in our first year. Oh, really? Yeah, but that was when we, you know, the seedings at that point it. were completely <laughs> random. Completely <laughs> random, right? Um, but I think in the three years that we've actually had That's real e- seeding. Each year as you gather more data, the yeah. seeding gets a little better. I don't think it's happened since then. So we'll see. We'll see. Mm. Eric's been to the Phenomenal Four all three years. This would be, if he were to lose in the first round, it would be the biggest upset in tournament history. <laughs> I feel very good about that. But will it happen? Let's find out next. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. You're listening to RCST Trivia, brought to you by Johnny's Tavern, Pella Windows and Doors, 23rd Street Brewery, River at Print and Skate, Mini Jerseys, Jayhawk Trophy, Homefield Apparel, Sporting KC2, McDonald's, and Mr. D's Auto Wash. We're here on FM 1017, 1320 KLWN, KLWN.com, the KLWN app, and the best of RCST podcast. We'll be back after this. Welcome back into RCST Trivia. Our title sponsors, Johnny's Tavern, Pella Windows and Doors, 23rd Street Brewery, River Rat, Print and Skate. And uh, we have our fifth and final matchup of the day for trivia coming at you today. Tomorrow, a little bit more of a, a cool down. We're only going to have two matchups uh, scheduled for tomorrow. But then Friday, we ramp back up. Six matchups scheduled on Friday. On Friday. Yeah. Woo! I know. It's a fire Boy. day. So two Thursday, six on Friday. So th- this is more like uh, what we were talking about earlier, where it's like you get to like the Saturday games <laughs> yeah. or the Friday games, it's like and you have like the two games early that are kind of just there, and then you have like six games start at like just four all o'clock at the same time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's what it is uh, coming on Friday. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Of course, you can catch anything you missed on the Best of RCST podcast. Our final matchup for the day is a one sixteen. It's our first one sixteen matchup of the season, and it's going to be the one seed Eric Hansey, the 16 seed Chad Sloan. Eric has made a phenomenal four all three years. He has finished top three all three years. He is our 2021 champion, 72-3 and three on <laughs> trivia questions. That is absolutely remarkable. Meanwhile, Chad, we didn't get to hear from him last year. Um, he was not in the tournament. He was last in the tournament in 2021. He's also an alternate. We were supposed to have Bob Suko enter this event as a 16 seed. He had a, a work thing come up when he was previously scheduled to do it so he ended up uh pulling out and we went to you know so we, we went you know we had the play we have a game. handful of alternates yeah, yeah we had that the play in game and it was gonna be bob but then it was chad yeah said. yes so chad takes the spot and and we'll see what that ends up happening so we don't have a ton of track record on chad uh one in one in his lone trivia appearance so far and that was all the way back in 2021 we'll see if the sabbatical pays off for him yeah. let's get into our final matchup of the day all right, so uh, we're here for our matchup, and uh, we were supposed to have Eric Hansey, our 2021 champion, taking on with Chad Sloan, who was a fill-in for Bob Suko, and now Chad hasn't shown up. So unfortunately, uh, we don't really have a matchup here, which means, Eric, you're in luck. Congratulations. You're probably going to be moving on to the, the first round. All you got to do is answer really easy, and I guess if you get the really easy wrong, you just got to answer a different really easy. So uh, <laughs> congrats, I guess, uh, ahead of time. Before I do get into the question, I, I, I did want to ask you one question. Uh, obviously, last season, you fall in the title game. The year before, you won it all. Uh, what are the thoughts for you going into this year? Like, is it is it no pressure because you have won a title before? Is it more pressure? Is it, uh, I, I, I don't know, like revenge tour? What are we thinking here? Yeah, I think since uh, you've got the one trophy in the trophy case, you know, even with the the heartbreaking loss last year, you're you're the, the pressure is off a little bit. But um, you know, similar to Bill Self getting his second one, you, you can call one luck. You get you get a second title. Um, I think you're truly the real deal. So um, there is 
there is motivation to, to try to put number two up there. And um, I don't know that it's uh, going to be as disappointing if I don't, since we do have the trophy. But um, yeah, you, you want to get two to, to prove you're for real. Yeah, you'd be the first person. I mean, everybody's gunning for that to be the first person. We, we've heard the goat talk thrown around with you, Tyler, <laughs> Isaac. I think uh, you probably have the most to stand on right now because you have three appearances, three top three finishes, which is uh, pretty incredible so far. So, all right, let's let's just give you this really easy question. Um this will be uh, nice and easy, right up your alley. Uh, what is the name of the arena that Kansas plays in? Allen Fieldhouse. That is right. And wow, one and done. Eric able to move on with a one-win question. Yeah, how does how does that rank for you among among your your many wins? You've won now seventeen trivia competitions. Uh, that's got to be up there, right? That is it. That is it. You know, that's a it's a good one to win. Well, that was a little unfortunate. I was looking forward to a fun little first round matchup, and yeah. uh, we understand like things happen. People have oh, yeah, uh, scheduling sure. conflicts, so hope everything was good there for Chad. Just if you do have a scheduling conflict, let us know. We'll we'll try to get it worked out and everything like that, just for future reference. But uh, but hey, yeah, just a little. great win for Eric. Got yeah. the very easy question. That was you know that was he had to sweat Dominant that one out. Showing <laughs> he shut out his opponent. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Eric's moving on to the second round, and he will take on Michael Plank. That should be a really fun one. You have the the yeah. winner of uh, two champions, yeah, twenty twenty two football and twenty twenty one basketball between the two of them, and the winner of that will move on to the sizzling sixteen in the Pella Windows and Doors region. All right, we're gonna take a timeout. You're listening to RCST Trivia and Rock Chalk Sports Talk on FM one one seven and thirteen twenty KLWN. Depend on it. Thanks for listening to the Best of RCST podcast. And a reminder, you can catch our show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 live on KLWN in Lawrence, 101.7 FM, 1320 AM, or anywhere you're online at klwn.com or the KLWN app. Thanks for listening.